Hey guys, today I talk to my friend Bunolum Fikwe about our challenges with visual impairment and how we see right now. And we also dive into the thought process that goes behind choosing the father of our children as women with visual impairment. Enjoy. Hello everyone, welcome back to Growed Up, the show where I, Fernando, talk to you about all things related to life concepts of adulthood. Uh, we compare them from when we were kids to adults, you know, and then now I'm adding a twist. We're going to do this thing from the lens of a blind woman, right? Why? Because I am a blind woman, right? So... Today, I'm just going to go straight into it. I'm here with my good old friend, Miss Mfikwe. What a guan. Okay. So, like myself, she's another blind old woman. I'm joking. We're not like, we're visually impaired. Are you considered legally blind, friend? Um, no. Um, and you carry the yeah, title um, like an I am blind. No. Have you considered I'm just, it? I'm partially sighted. Okay. I I have, but it, it's too much of a strong word for me to absorb. And, and that's just more of my own issues there going on. <laughs> like, for me to say I'm blind, it, it's too much for me. So I'm saying... I'm partially, I'm partially sighted. sighted. So even when people say you're, yeah, when people say you're partially blind, I'm like, don't use the blind word. Don't, because I'm not blind. Don't that do that. That is so cool. You know, I had the same struggle, right? It's like, ah. Mm. And worse because now I was with the Braille guys, right? So I was in the mm. blind section back in school. So I was the blind mm. kid, but, I could see better than the blind kids. So I've always kind of like, no, I'm not blind. I'm partially sighted. But then it's like, in, I am more blind than the partially sighted people are. Um, my issue was the opposite. Because my eyesight was worse than the sighted kids. And mm. I remember even in school, there were times where... Um, I was advised to go learn Braille. And I'm, I was like, it, it's, I can't do this. It's too much. Like, it just, for me, you it make was it just too real. affirming it just how bad. Yeah, it was like, no, guys, I, I, I can still see. In as much as I know my eyesight is quite, it's not, it's very, it's quite severe, man. My, it's quite severe. Like, mm. I, like you know, so yeah. it was too much for me to be. Even now, I still carry that. I'm like... Don't call me the same case. I'm not like <laughs> Well, my apologies, ladies and gentlemen. My partially sighted friend, Miss Mfikwe. <laughs> I'm embracing the blind um, thing now. I used to say partially sighted. Then I was like, I'm not partially sighted enough. And then I used to say partially blind. And then I'm like, Ugh, you know what? I'm legally blind. So it I is what it you. is. Yeah. And, uh, and, and yeah, it's, it's all good. I don't know. I, How did yeah. she come to the Branding is actually. How did she come to that Branding, is, branding like, is what's making it a thing that I have to really make a clear distinction. 
which is weird, right? Like, mm. in, I have to identify my brand. What am I doing? Who am I speaking to? What do I do? And then my experiences also are more similar to like that of like a blind person, I'd say, than that of a sighted, partially sighted person. Mm. And it's funny because within our our space, right? Partially partially mm. sighted is the sighted guys. Remember how it was? You guys were the sighted guys, and yeah. we were the blind guys. But in the real world, mm. <laughs> it's a whole different. That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So just having to like, oh no, I'm a liar. You know what I'm saying now? I'm not saying blind. I do say blind sometimes, but you know what I'm putting on paper? Vi mm -hmm. Visually impaired. That's what I'm using now. I think that sounds more politi poli politically correct for Because yeah. I also use that one in terms yeah. of yeah, I think that sounds more when a person wants more info, that's where I'm like, I'm partially yes. sighted. Like I yeah. mm, I get what you mean. Yeah. For me it's more like an I'm partially blind because I've got like whoa, now my eyesight was what? It was so bad. What was it? What was it? Was it like because mm. I only see with one eye and I think I had like fifteen percent vision now? So it's deteriorated mm. from the last time. What did he say? Five. I mm. can't remember now. Ask, I'll ask around what they said. But it's below 15. Mm. 15. Yeah. So my eyesight, in, and this happened in the past year, having come to, to Rustenburg, because it's very dry. So my eyesight has mm. deteriorated. So I'm starting to live the blind experience. I'm starting to feel it. And it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm having a mini panic attack when I just saying it. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's not nice. I'm, having, I'm trying to <laughs> stay calm, but I'm I'm having a panic like a mini panic attack, like um as you're saying it. No, but it it this is one thing that um I was even sharing with, with my mom the other day that I really wanna go to therapy for this, especially for you and I because we can relate because we yeah. were born um with with with, with full sight. We're well, like perfect vision, yeah. Full sight. Yeah. Yeah, we were fine. And then whatever happened happened and then we are where we are now. But yeah. honestly we we yes, it's good that we were able to navigate the best way we were able to but this thing was traumatic. <laughs> you know <laughs> what? Was it was and I think I haven't really processed it. Hey, I don't know why. Exactly. I don't exactly. know why, but I haven't really like in sat down and thought about that. What you're saying, like in, because I mean, yeah. it was like ten years that I had full vision. Knowing what for I know now, years. knowing what I know now, I would have insisted then to my parents um, to go to therapy, but also extending a bit of grace to them and to myself. I didn't, therapy, it wasn't what it is now in that my understanding of it, apart from the fact that I was a child and also my parents, they were old. I mean, they're old school. For them, mm. therapy, you go there when you are. When you have quote, a problem. Unquote. Yeah. And yeah. for them, it was like, yeah, it was a problem. It is a problem. But I never, like you said, we never process this. 
right? I think with it, kids, it's the, the kids go to therapy when they exhibit behavioral, behavioral uh, mm. issues. So because we were good girls, still are good girls. Like we are, we are the good yeah. kids. So even after you. this thing happened, we didn't act out. We didn't misbehave or anything. We were still good kids, right? So it mm. didn't it didn't evoke that need of like an oh she's traumatized you know that's why she's behaving mm. this way and maybe she needs to go see a psychologist for this um, because I went for therapy but for a weird reason right because after I so I had Stephen Johnson syndrome for those who don't know and this is a allergic reaction that you get so your skin is essentially your your skin attacks your body attacks itself that's kind of what happened and it was caused by um i had tetra tetracycline i had an eye infection and we used tetracycline and then my body attacked itself so that affected my entire body so the whole experience in itself was a trauma a traumatic experience right so from then I couldn't see. So I went into this disease or this thing I could see. And then when I came out of it, I couldn't see. And that, the tra the only trauma obvious reaction that I had was I decided that I'm going to close my eyes and I'm not going to see because everything was too bright. So for about six months after I was discharged from hospital, I physically blinded myself by closing my eyes. And I wouldn't open my eyes for anything. And that's why they took me to a psychiatrist to be like, in girl. And I remember sitting there and I told my mom, I'm like, this lady's just going to tell me to squeeze my eyes and open and do that in repeat. I know that's what she's going to tell me. And that is what they told mm -hmm. me to do. And I did it and I opened my eyes, right? But that's the only like in response so that, that I gave that something was wrong. But after I started seeing, then there wasn't anything else that was obviously tra a trauma response. And that's why I think we didn't pro mm -hmm. go further with the therapy thing. Did you go at any point? You. you see why we need therapy? We, no. Because when I, when I lost my eyesight, it was also such a... Um, Everything so happened so, happened so rapidly, man. Like, it was literally a thing where I just got sick physically, right? Mm. I went to the doctor. They thought um, I was diabetic, um, of which I was not. Mm. And then even now I'm not diabetic. Um, mm. And then they thought also, you know, in black families, um, mm. I don't know what it's called in English, like nyoko. So they just thought I had that type of thing because mm. I was I couldn't keep anything down. So mm. and also I lost like a lot of weight. Like mm. I've always been a chubby girl, but I lost a lot of weight. And then literally I could not I could not see anymore. Like I, I remember I was in class and then <laughs> it was literally that right. So mm. which is why even now doctors are still it's, it's like um it's still a mystery man like it's, it's like still that what, thing already, what but how? because, because mm. when when you yeah because when this when you know this man for a lot of people who lore they lose their eyesight it happens in stages yeah. it's not just the 
thing. And for me, that's what happened. So which is for me, it's also a better aligned with my spirituality mm. in terms of my spiritual journey. So mm. it's because even now the things I see medically, they can't explain. Like literally, mm. I see this certain color that it's like medically it doesn't make sense. So I want really so I able I, to describe it. Color? Yeah. Okay. I see orange, but orange in you see how fire looks. Yeah. It's orange and then it's got a bit of green nyana, it's got a bit of red. A bit of it's blue-ish. got you see how yeah. bluish nyan. That's the I even now as I'm talking to you, I see that thing. Wait, it's, so it's, that's it's how so, is that like in the the hue of your sight? Like that's what you see. That's how you see. I see it. It's in. It's scattered. That's the thing. Oh but shit! It's it's scattered, but then I see it also. It can also be concentrated. Like if I move maybe my eyes in a different direction, it's it's concentrated. You like know, I can pull. It's like a ball. I, I know, I know what you're talking it, about. <laughs> I know what you're talking about because if you, um, it's almost like if you close your eye and you squeeze your eyeball, yeah. it does that. Mm. It has that fireball, it like a planet it. type of thing, right? Is that what it is? It's like you see Jupiter, man. Yeah, I can see, but the images we have of Jupiter. <laughs> <laughs> Jupiter is green, my friend. Let's not do this. Okay. Okay, not Jupiter. But Mars. Let's go planet. to Mars. It's, it's Mars. No? It's, it's Mars. The orange one is Mars. Yeah. Yeah, it's Mars. <laughs> so, it's Mars. And then it's that green. And not green. I mean, the, that the, orange the color. fire. Yeah, that color, green. fiery color. But then it gets concentrated. Né? But then it gets scattered. Mm. Is that how you've always but, seen? It's so the thing is now the messed up thing is like if this thing could get removed right in mm-hmm. my head. Ah, you would see. I think I'd be I think I would be able to see, but I don't know. Because that's where the I, I wouldn't say the challenge because then I I've been asked this before where like if this thing gets removed, do you think you'll be able to see? Do you think this is what's blocking you? It's a yes and a no. Yeah. Because if I position my eye in a certain way, even if it's like for two seconds, that thing, I'm able to position it away from whatever it is I'm concentrating on. So if I look at my phone sideways, the orange thing, it, it somewhat shifts That's for me to interesting. see. And then... Whatever it is that I'm reading at the time, I can see clearly and then it comes back. So I don't know whether it's the thing that's blocking. I know maybe. No, dude, it's not. It's not even. No, this is cool because. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that is literally then when you lost your sight. That's how you see seen Mm -hmm. all these years. Yeah, that is very fascinating. Going back to your answer, no, I haven't gone to um, a, a psychologist regarding that. Yeah. Um, and it's also because when I lost my sight, um, fine, I went. I was still at that. I was still at that mainstream mainstream school I was at. Yeah. And then for 
because this happened around August, September. I was there for the remainder of that year. And then the following year, grade seven, I was there. Mm. And then obviously I came to Prince of. So when I came to Prince of, honestly, it was just more of a sense of relief, maybe. Like the relief uh, yeah. I got from. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm not. I know. I know. It felt like. I, I remember even crying, but I wasn't crying because I'm I'm gonna be You're lift, scared. You, just that sense of like you are no, not alone. I was like, I was excited that I could write for myself. I could read for myself. I could yeah. do so many things that I was not able to do in the past year. Yeah. So, which is why the adjustment wasn't as crazy because I was like. I'm meeting people who have far more worse eyesights than me. Mm. I'm meeting people who already have better eyesights than me. But then it was that sense of, bruh, I'm not alone. <laughs> I know. I'm not alone. I <laughs> struggled. Alone. You know, I got there and I didn't have a huge struggle. Like first day or whatever, I was very mm-hmm. excited. I wasn't really feeling crappy about being left there. Uh Oh, but not now remembering because shit, yeah, therapy. Ay, man, Bonolo, you see now what you do. <laughs> I'm remembering my first week was hell. Not at the hostel, but in the class in the classrooms because I couldn't see right, and they tried to show me stuff on the magnifiers and, um to kind of like um move the you know enlarge the font and, and I couldn't see I really couldn't see mm-hmm. and then on top of that because this is actually something that I I never considered the language barrier was insane because I couldn't speak yeah. English and I couldn't mm-hmm. speak any other language I couldn't speak Tonga I couldn't speak Zulu I couldn't speak I could just speak Portuguese and there was mm. no one to communicate with. And I remember my classmates. And that model is so stupid, man, for fucking blind school. I don't understand why they had that. <laughs> the whole moving classes. You go from this class to that class, getting out of this class. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Let the teachers why? move around. That's just how I feel. And you know how many accidents that we got into because we of We got the into identity. so many accidents. Because now you're carrying your own <laughs> braille machine and bumping into other brailers and it's so crazy but during that time so because i was on the sighted section right there by um the primary side by van Rensberg and all of them mm-hmm. i couldn't keep up because i couldn't see i'm new to blindness and these guys are used to being mm-hmm. blind and ju- they just get up and they go to the next class and i'm like i don't know where the next class is i don't even know what the subject is i cried so much and um, it was almost like mm-hmm. a thing that the guys would kind of hold over me like, oh, she's crying again. I remember someone said that like, oh, there we go. She's crying again. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I am so miserable right now. But then the very next week, they sent me to the special classes and that was much better because, yeah, we didn't have to move and mm-hmm. do all that shit. And that's that's where things started getting better. But that first week in school, not not the hostel boarding school was perfect um yeah that that adjustment was insane i don't even know how i did it without speaking the language i have no idea how i did that that's crazy but it was 
that's going to be a part of also the adjusting and learning a new language that's also another thing that's and then still thing. to learn Afrikaans I was like god damn yeah, yeah but here we are but you're here exactly <laughs> we did the things guys survival right I was, I was, I was telling um, this girl um, I went to primary school with her and when I left obviously they knew I was that girl and obviously the teasing everything the bullying because of that and she's like the first thing she asked me um, this is when in varsity so obviously for them they didn't think I was gonna make it they even I remember they even said it ah, at least you know if you, as, as long as you're able to write your name I'll never forget that oh teacher my in my life God. Um, and and then I got to varsity so it was that shock yeah Kanjani yeah 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 get you like how how was how did and uh, you could see she was also scared to ask me because of just whatever because also i was not gonna we're not gonna sit here and just talk about my eyes guys there's more to me than me not being able to see we're not gonna do that also we haven't seen each other in such a long time the first thing you're gonna see me the first thing you're gonna say to me, you're like, like oh shit, you're here. You no, you're here. <laughs> and I remember when we were even at the library, right? Literally, I was at the library, and you're like, you're minding your own business. Exam time. I'm in my own cubicle. She's sitting across of me. So, with the cubicle thing, there's something. There's a board that's divide, dividing us. And someone said Bonola, and I'm thinking it's one of my classmates, right? Yeah. And she came around. I'm like, I'm not coming around. She came around to me. And she's like, Bunol. So, so you could see also this stare on her face because she's looking at my books in terms of she has the, I have the same book that they have. Yeah. It has the UP emblem. It's yeah. got so she's definitely a student, but the oh look the God. look of confusion on her face of and I'm like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take you out of your misery. I'm not gonna do that. You're also, I was being a bit it. of the no, bitch about fair. it because of the bullying. It's yeah, fair. The like from there. So yeah. I was like, guys, we're not doing no, guys, we're not doing this. Like Anjani, we're not even friends. Oh, go there. Didn't How you did feel vindicated and just so empowered by that <laughs> moment? Like, no. It felt so damn <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> I was so damn good. And also, and also, because that good, that school, like, it's a fairly good university. Yeah. So for me, it was also that fairly, thing. I'm like, girl, come on, don't downplay. I mean, University of okay. Pretoria is one of the best in the country. Also, that thing, I'm like, I get parallel even. I'm even better than some of the, exactly. the people who Exactly. And I'm like, in your face, matter of fact. In your your face. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So I want us to go to what I want us to talk about because we can go on forever. So we're going to talk about as women and from, and I like that we actually gave a good background into how we see. I see, I didn't tell you how I see. I see like, Hi, man, there's always, it, you know what I see like? It's almost like I'm walking mm-hmm. in a cloud all the time. It's like I'm, they smoke all around me all the time. That's how I see. It's, it's just blurry and smoky and just fuzzy. That's how I see. So it's like I'm walking in a cloud. 
That scares me. <laughs> it's not clear. It's not. Yeah, like I can't mm-hmm. see far. Like I'm in a cloud. Literally, that's the best way that I can find to to describe how I see. And mm-hmm. I mean, okay, I have a kid, right? And mm-hmm. you don't right now, right? Mm-hmm. And the conversation we were having earlier in the week was about women who consciously decide whether or not they're going to have a child by a specific man, right? Like if you have sex, you fall pregnant and you look at your baby dad, you'd be like, "Mm, nah, nope, I'm not (laughs) keeping this child, (laughs) you know? And um, it is something that's not really spoken about openly, but... I, yeah. It is a thing. It is a thing. It is. And it is. Um, even after you spoke to me, I remember uh, this family, I'll just speak very broadly like this, mm-hmm. had their daughter date a guy of a different race, right? We, we, they're not the mm-hmm. same race. And the mom yeah. says to the daughter, you're going to date this guy. Your kids are going to be ugly and they're not going to have nice hair. And all of that, you know, so I was like, damn, you know, like, you. but it is a thing. Mm. People really focus on that. So it really got us questioning. And this also is something that came up with Bunolo's support group, right? And we are going to kind of exchange ideas just to get the juices flowing for your next subject, Day of the Girls. And yeah. Have you thought about it in this way? And we're also going to dive into how we as blind women think about this because I'm going to take you through my thought process on how I got to choosing and accepting that this is my father of my child, the father of my child. Um, Mm -hmm. And we also just going to dive into like, what do you think? Like, have you thought about this? Um, To answer your question, definitely. I've thought about how my kids will look one day. Um, I'm a woman, I'm a girl. So I think I can speak for most of us. When you meet someone, especially when you're of a certain age, even when you're younger, I think it's just something that has just been, we've been conditioned to be that way, whether you want to admit it or not. For Mm. most of us, I'm not speaking for all of us. When you meet someone and there's something going on there, you're already imagining your future with this person. Mm -hmm. So you're already thinking, if this is going to be my, the father of my kids, how will my kids look? Mm. Can he take care of my kids? Can he, so many things come into, into um, but to answer, yeah, to answer your question is, I, I do think about that when I look at um, whoever I'm meeting, like how will my kids look? And then I'll also think about this person's intellect like this person is a smart person and then we can one and one will make two so we'll be fine hmm. in my head this is i know this is quite shallow of me it's to maybe think that way but i do i do think about that actually yeah i do yeah i think um i didn't i haven't thought about it right because i had to actually go back to like what was my thought process at the time um so I was in a relationship with, um, you know, w- with him at the time and we we're good. I didn't, I've, at that time I had 
decided that I am going to spend my life with this person, right? Even though we're very young, though. Yeah. But it was almost like, uh, I don't know how else this is going to play out, right? But also, mm-hmm. I don't know if I thought so much about the looks, right? But I know that in mm-hmm. terms of like social standing, that is a thing that I am, uh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that, um, and I'm not talking about being super rich or anything like that, but I do come from a middle-class background and yeah. the fact that he's yeah. also from the same middle-class background, we understand the same things. We have the same values and all of that. Yeah. That was, that was the main, main game for me. I'm trying to think whether <laughs> if he was maybe of like in a lower social standing, like, you know, lived in, yeah different neighborhoods and stuff like was i going to have that baby you know and it's a very shitty shitty thing right i I really but at the same time i know it is something that women do think about and women do do consider yeah you know 100 percent. it's one of those things for me the why it also came up with my girls that um I really also want to push the boundary with them this year in terms of having these nuanced, uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. Because what you said is true. We do think about it. Yeah. Which is why even when a friend is like, I friend, I met someone. Yeah. We already started to ask. Who is how this does he guy? Look? How is he? Yeah. What how, does he like, do? He wants so much. We already thinking that. You get what I mean. Yeah. And based on wherever you are as an individual, you also able to gauge what is important to you, what is not important. Because I remember you told me this about when you had um Davi. Yeah. Um, you were like, um, because so much was happening at that time, being pregnant, that you never thought about how my child will look. And I'm like, What? Yeah. <laughs> like when you told me that, I was like, how can Johnny? How? Yeah. I I know that it would be a thing where I would it wouldn't obviously be what I am thinking about every day, but it would cross my mind that like I wonder what my baby is gonna look like, right? Yes. And it was so and for me, and let me be honest, which is why I've also been so conscious in terms of the people I date regarding the visual impairment thing mm. you get what i mean mm. where my fear is to be with someone who has maybe a similar eyesight as me which is so severe and we bring a child into this world who has whatever yeah and i'm yeah. like how are we going to do this and we are, the three of us all can't see it scares yeah. me yeah it scares me so yeah much. yeah you get what i mean there's one relationship in particular. No, actually two people. Two people that I know that um, it was not the main reason, but it was part of the reasons why we didn't work out. Hmm. Mm. It was part of the, and I'm not even going to lie about it. It was mm. a, like a one, one I actually blatantly told him. I'm like, guy, it's, it's a it's thing It's not going to work. Yeah. Mm, like, because I'm really, because I see how, Yes, we've made what we've made our lives be whatever it is, but it's it's it is 
challenging mainly. Like it really yeah. is challenging yeah. with a disability. So yeah. imagine if I have a partner, we go to wherever and he can't help me to sign a document because we both can't see. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's those type of things where um, it has maybe shaped or yeah. So you have thought you have thought of the possibility of because now this is beyond the appearance, right? Because from a from the surface level, from a shallow level, it's, beyond, it's, it's beyond, the appearance, it's appearance. Yeah, it's the economic I status. Like those are the shallow things. Also, to go back to the looks thing, because I was thinking about this conversation with me, even with my eyesight, maybe I can't just see a person who's like five feet away from me and say this person is attractive. Is yeah. I can see their body structure, but I cannot clearly see unless you're like in my face, in my face, where I'm like... And I mean, it takes a couple of times of you seeing that person before you no, can I mean, fully you can, if I meet, shape I that mean, face. You yeah. some, exactly. Mm-hmm. You meet someone today, they approach you. You're not going to be like, come closer when I see you. <laughs> 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 you're not going to say that. So you're going to have to just... Fingers, guys, I hope he sounds good. I like the voice, he, he smells he good. You get what I mean. I hope he looks so, good. So, for me, even with, with like my past, in terms of the relationships I've been in, it, like I've been gambling that part, and I've fortunately been satisfied with them when i see them at close range i'm like okay we are fine mm. i'm safe <laughs> like, mm. you get what i mean mm. and then apart from the looks department because then it also at a certain point that does not become a thing anymore um you you look beyond it okay you're like okay i think medically now medically in terms of what do you have i have this but with me i know that it's not genetic what i have my condition so there is a chance that my babies will be fine. Yeah. But if you are coming with something that's also um, genetic. Now that 50-50 is now a 75, yeah. third, uh, 25 chance, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. I really think about that. But also it's, 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 it's that thing where you also, if you want to take this conversation further, I mean, there's also other things that this child could have that is not related to eyesight type of thing but you see that's where that's where this now becomes interesting right because for for us because we live in this eyesight world right that is a Mm. factor right because we live in this blind world or whatever we're a little bit more aware of this risk factor of having a child Mm. right whereas a Mm. woman who does not have any visual impairment i don't think they're even considering the possibility mm-hmm. of their child having a visual impairment. And I would actually like mm-hmm. to also have this conversation with a sighted woman, right? An able-bodied woman who has a child with mm-hmm. a blind person to understand what their thought process was. Has this possibility ever crossed their mind? Possibly, but maybe it wasn't as as severe because they're like, I mean, but we can make it work, Right. And you have that comfort because you can see possibly, I'm not saying it as a fact, right? But 
we can make it work because fine, he's blind. I can see, you know what? I'll be able to take care of the kid. I, and he's a capable man. He can do one, two, and three, and I can do one, two, and three. We can make it work. But for a blind woman to get with a blind guy and be like in, Ooh, how is this going to work? Right? Because we can't even mm-hmm. fully satisfy or fulfill each other's needs. And now we are bringing a third child, a third person into this world who needs even more attention than what we do. So that factor is huge. But then, for example, we don't ask guys like, in what is your cancer history in your family? What's the diabetes history in your family? No. What do people have kidney failures? Are you likely to have polio? You know, Down syndrome. Is there a history of autism in your family? We don't think about that because we don't live in that reality. Whereas somebody who suffers from autism will consider that. They'll be like, mm. I'm not going to get with another guy who's autistic because now if we have a child with autism, the severity of it might be, you know, greater. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's a very um, fine line sometimes where I feel like depending on your background, because another thing also that I do know for a fact is a major player, right? Especially for me, is what my family thinks. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, in who am I bringing home to say, this is the father of my child? It's going to be like, you had a child by that? <laughs> that matters a lot. Oh, guys, mm-mm, mm-mm. I, need, I need that approval. And it's, it's a toxic... Nah, it's not a toxic thing. I'm not going to justify it. it. It is just how it is. Um, it matters to me that my parents feel comfortable with whoever I had a child with, right? Like, again, speaking of the social standing, because my dad has worked as hard as he did. He he gave me everything that he gave me and all of that stuff. Then I'm going to bring somebody home who is unemployed, doesn't have the basics that we have as basics and stuff. And I'm saying I'm pregnant by this guy. I yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I couldn't. That, that, that to me played a major role than, in all than fairness, my eyesight. I think for, in all fairness, I think for a lot of us, we, that is also a factor. Maybe, maybe it's not in the same degree type of thing, but mm. we do think about how my family, because like you said, I mean, our parents really, where you are now, Yeah, you want your it's a stepping stone from where your parents were. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Obviously, you want better for your son. So yes. one day, if he de- if he also decides that he wants to get married, yeah, you're gonna be like, what type of family are you marrying into? Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. And it's also for me the same thing where my parents have worked so hard to yeah. be where they are now. Yeah. And also, it's a stepping stone. So it it's I think for a lot of us, we do consider that that yeah. um where. I, I remember even with my partner, um, my, my, my dad had the talk with him. Mm-hmm. In as much as it makes me cringe, but I see where it's coming from yes. as a father. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like, where do you work? Where have you worked? Where You get what mm-hmm. I mean? I, I get where it's mm-hmm. coming because um, it's that thing where I'm like, uh, he struggled for me to go to the schools I went to. He struggled for me to be where i am now so obviously he doesn't want the one that's gonna you are doing your second degree right now you're running your own business right now um Mm. like in he's had to you know 
where where you guys are now imagine now you leave that house that you are in right now and then you move into a shack all in the name of yeah. love that's not going to fly mm. and then you're bringing I this guy you. to say this is the father of my child maybe he's not even as as doesn't have the work ethic that your dad has to get you out of that situation and it's not like in living in a shack is a bad thing but it's one thing to say look there are some guys who won't even move in a go into a shack until they have gotten themselves out of then be like okay now you can come and we're going to live together and we're going to do 123 right but if this guy doesn't even have that basic instinct to like do his role because look say what you will i know we are living in the times that we are living in but also we are living in the continent that we are living in and reality is yeah. gender roles are a major thing still even in today's time even for us right they matter mm-hmm. and there is such a thing as a man's job and there is such a thing as a woman's job right um and for the guy to not just do his basic manly tasks like just get yourself out of that rut and then you are bringing me in there and then i'm going to my father who got himself out of that rut who's been through mm-hmm. the most to get himself out of that rut and put me in a position of privilege and i just retard that yo i can't i can't say papa yeah. here's this boy and he's the father of my child yo no i i couldn't that's a very sensitive one sensitive in that um and i guess that's where i'm at mentally yeah. right where i am right now in my life um where there's a very fine line between because i i am open to being with someone who's on the come up right yes i i am that's where i'm at yeah. right and it is also because i'm fairly in the same bracket as him yes. i'm also on the come up for sure for sure So let me let me even put it more bluntly right financially I'm not where you you are in terms of I'm not from a middle class family yes you get what I mean yes so which is why I can be more I have more grace type of thing yes. with someone who's on the come up than you you would Then have I, yes you get what I mean yes but yes also, but also I mean, I mean like I'm not going to be with you when you're on the come up but your work ethic is not coming up with you. For sure. Like yes. Also you get what I mean. Yes. You get what I mean. Yeah. Um yeah, that's what I wanted to share where I I'm I I get where you're coming from. Yeah. I get where you're coming from. I Because 100%. the thing is even I, I, for you, right? It's not you know like in fast yeah, you know it's like middle class and and all of that, right? Yeah. And so was he. So it's that whole dating across or above type the 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 hypergamy thing comes into play so yeah. even with you right where fine maybe it's not middle class to the level that that i was but for yeah. where you are in your neighborhood you guys are up yeah. there compared to everybody yeah. else that is just yes. on on a on a different yeah. economic bracket right so yeah would it make sense for you to leave your father's cement house to move into umkuku with oh yeah. johannes actually yeah. shouldn't have used you know but with with whoever yeah. you know eric who is you know he goes to he does the peace job nje but you have mm. two degrees you know 
you have your own business, you are running your own organization, you're doing your own thing. But then here's this guy who just does gardens here and there. And for the most part, he's just sitting and chilling and drinking and smoking weed, which is the reality of most people in your surrounding, right? So you don't want to go there. You want to go either somewhere where it's equal minded level wise, right? Like in fine, we are both on the camera, but what does this guy have? Okay. He has one, two, and three. He also went to school. He also did this. He also did that. And I'm not saying going to school is the end all and be all, but it just speaks to like, in you know, he finished his degree. He started this, he started that. He does a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, and then together now we can build up and, and move up together and one, so two, three, and four. So you will date across your economic bracket or above your economic bracket, but it won't make sense to and, your father for you to bring a guy. And, it, and it, this speaks to just women in general. This is, I think, a part of our um, being disabled. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, we women, we want to date someone that we can look up to. All mm, of us. Mm-hmm. Wanna, that's why you you would want to date your boss. That's why. That's where the whole. Like you said, the, high, the whole hypergamy thing, um, you respect him more because you look up to him. Yes. Because he earns more than you. Because he, there's something about him that makes you, his status somehow Just, is above where you are. Yeah. type of thing. I, I, that is Even true. his ability that, that is, to show up, right? There, there's very, um, there's very, and you know what? I'll tell you now. And I guess this is even for guys who are trying to like, you know, uh, how can, because it's not about, um, yes, there is your circumstances, right? But there are things within your circumstances that you can do to show a, a promising work ethic and to show reliability, because those are the things we, we are talking about, right? So if you're a guy that, look, fine, you don't have a car and you don't have a job or all of that. But you're not burdening your girl to now come in and take care of you. You can at least clean your house. If she comes to visit your, your house or your shack, right? When she comes mm. there, the place is at least clean. It's neat. The dishes are washed. You know, your bed is tidy. Your laundry is done. She doesn't still have to come there and still have to clean the place so that she can sleep there comfortably to visit you, right? If you can do just those basics and then during the week, okay, babe, you know what? We're not going to talk now. Oh, I can't see you this week because you know what? I'm trying to get this thing going, right? So you go, you do your gardening job in the morning. That's fine. Or maybe it takes the whole day. But then when you come back, you know what? You're trying to do something else. Like in what you are doing is really trying to get yourself out of that situation. And whenever your girl needs something from you, your ability to show up, and again, it doesn't have to be financially. Can I call you? Are you available? Yes, I'm available, uh, but maybe not right now because I'm busy with one, two, and three, but I'll call you back later. And then you get back to her. Little things like that. Like just that ability to prove to me that like, you know what? When shit needs to be dealt with, you can stand up and do them. That's all you need to do, right? Mm-hmm. But again, it's not going to matter to a uh, you see, now I'm talking middle class, middle class. If I'm talking now to a rich girl who's had like everything hand middle class is like, come on now, you know, she'll look at a middle class guy and be like, in no, 
You know, I don't care how you reliable you are. I don't care how you have your shit together, but you cannot give me half of what I've had. We are women at the end of the day, you know, we still want that part of being taken care of, right? Almost like, almost childlike, right? Where I don't have to think about this. My husband is going to take care of that. I'm just going to have to worry about the household and the kids. That's what I want to f- worry about. I don't want to worry about the bills and 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 bond and personal loans. And that's middle class problems. That's middle class mm. problems. So you're going to take a rich girl and put her with a middle class guy. Then they have to go to the bank. They have to apply for loans and the bank rejects it. Or they have to pay bond and they have to pay for the car and we have to pay for this. And now she has to now find a way to also hustle, hustle so that she can support her husband. A rich girl doesn't need that, right? Because she's used to a life where she never had to do that. So whoever is going to step in there is going to need to keep up with that. So this girl can't take this guy to her father and say, Father, my husband or, or my guy who is in debt is the father of your of your grandchild. Mm-hmm. It's not going to fly. I get you. It's not going to fly. I get you. But also, to just go back to um, what we initially started about in terms of dating with, like, with being visually impaired, right? In terms of how conscious you are, mm-hmm. um, the partners you choose. I've learned this... Um, and for some reason, I don't know, only now um, it's really starting to reveal itself mm. um, in terms of I've, I've been rejected because of my eyesight. Mm. It was something. <laughs> yeah. It was something that I was not oblivious to it, but it wasn't, it was never a thing because I've been with one person who's visually impaired. He's blind, actually. And then after more, I've, all the people I've been with, they, 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 as far as I know, they were fine. Yeah. Um, visually. And then <laughs> visually, let me put it that way, visually, they were fine. And then when, when I get approached by, by guys, it, it was a thing, but it was not a thing. Hmm. If, if it makes sense yes the moment where honestly which is why i'm like i don't know this thing is only hitting me now in terms of processing this whole being losing my eyesight that's when it started becoming an insecurity where hmm. i'm like mm, what if this person says no because you're too blind for me and hmm. it happened where i was vibing with someone for such a long time and i really thought this was going somewhere and he was like no you get what i mean in as much as yeah and in as much as he i know he don't want to hurt me or all of it but i knew the basis of our breakup before pull it that yeah was because of it of your sight and then yeah because of my eyesight and then now even when where I'm at now, I'm with someone who does not even enjoy me making fun of my eyesight. Yeah. Right. He, because also it was that thing where I, from him, from the ex, mm. it was that thing where I'm like, I need to make this thing known. Mm. You need to go. You need to know from the onset, this is my reality. This is 
what you're dealing with. Mm. So let me know right now that whether you're going in so it, or not. I I overdid it. Where I'm like everything now. It's like you know I can't see right. You know I can't see right. And yeah. you to a point where he's like, calm yourself down, guys. Like this is we've already established this. I know this away now. Yeah. Uh why why now? Are we making this thing the premise of our relationship? Deal. Our no, we're not dating because of that. Like, yes, it's, it's, it's uh, he, like, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> but you yeah. know, that is also, it, it's, you know what's, what's funny with that? It's almost like a karma now, a karma speech that I'm going to give. Because, you mm. know, the same way I'm talking about, hey, hey, you can't go date a guy who can't provide him, him, right? Um, Playing devil's advocate in a way, right? But it's also maybe, mm. uh, so here's also the reality that we have to face as, as visually impaired women. I'm going to even go off the bat and say right now I am speaking from a point of privilege because I am not in the dating market. Um, yeah. My husband is visually impaired himself. So I've got this down in that I don't need to worry about this, right? But one yeah. thing that is true is... I you just put that out there. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that I, it doesn't sound like I'm <laughs> ignorant. Like I know that wh when I'm speaking, what my position is and where my benefits are mm -hmm. in this case, right? But the reality is, if I were to go out now into the dating market, you see the same way that a man has to prove his ability to provide and to be capable and to be supportive and all of these amazing, beautiful things that we want from a man. As women, we hold the same responsibility, right? So as a visually mm -hmm. impaired woman, we have to overcompensate for this lack of sight to prove to this guy that, yes, I am blind, but I can still be a good mother. I can still be a good cook. Yeah. I can still take care of yeah. the house. I'm still very capable and all of that. So there's that handicap in now um, because already women, we act from a point of privilege all the time, right? We already have the sense of expectation, but we don't talk of what we are supposed to provide. We do have to give something in return in order for any relationship mm. to work. And there is that expectation from men um, to say, fine, I'm here, right? I am, I'm bringing in the bacon, but now must I still pay a maid to clean when I have a wife who's supposed to clean? But now the house is not yeah. super clean because you can't see. Yeah. I'm not the type of man that wants a nanny. But now mm. I need to consider a nanny because my this lady, she can't see. You know? And that's the reality of being visually impaired. We, dude, how many times, friend, have you cleaned your house and your mom has come then be like, in, girl, what did you just do? Did you even clean? Almost almost every day it's always the okay. case it is always the case i've it's never one way i genuinely i even like, now i genuinely it. don't enjoy cleaning because then i'm like no not one because i'm not going to do a good job yes type of thing. yeah so, obviously i have to be in a clean um space i'll do it but it's not to when that I'm standard distance, yeah it's that thing like it's even not when I'm to home, that standard. they know it's for me and then i'll do everything afterwards yeah. type of thing mm. you know so now how are you going to as as a as a prospect to to this guy for you to be this guy's baby mama for lack of a better term how can you sell yourself 
to this guy to say that, you see the same way again, he has to sell himself here to say, look, I'm going to provide, okay, I'm not a bum. I can do one, two, and three. I'm not going to move you into a shack. What are you bringing to the table? And that's where this whole thing becomes so, so, so difficult and so complicated. But you know, I've learned with that because I, 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 it's making sense what you're saying. It's just that I haven't looked at it from that angle. It's yeah. a matter of um, being honest and comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. In that, how you show up, Dion, whether it's in dating, whether it's meeting new people, work, wherever. I kid you not, really. Once you are comfortable with it, everybody else, how they receive it, it's going to be easier for them. Yeah. Because even when you date, um, I, it's that thing where you're like, you make it known. This, these are my limitations. This I'm fine with. These are my, and it doesn't mean I'm less of a woman mainly because I can't clean yourself. I can't clean your house. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not less of a woman because I cannot sew. I don't know a button from your shirt. Yo, please don't do it's that. A, don't ask me to sew. Don't ask me to iron. It's, it's, I'm it's, not there. It's one of those. No, really, it's one of those conversations because really, he also has things that even in his perfect vision, he still struggles with, right? And when you go back to the meaning of disabilities, it's just being unable to do one, two, um, three, one thing. And it's that thing where also really it's in as much as it's challenging, you know, we know this, right? It's really yeah. challenging. You need to also, that matter, you get to a point where you're like, I cannot change what I am right now. Yeah. I Like, for the life of me, I wish I could be able to clean for you. But less. Mm-hmm. I wish I could get in the car right now. And if you are hungry, maybe, I don't know, surprise you with lunch at work or something. I wish I, I can't do that. Not for Aginyagi. But can't. I cannot. Can I flip this now? Upside down. Yeah. Now I'm going to flip the whole thing because now this is where this whole thing comes full circle. So because we, me and you, have these very clear limitations in how we are able to provide for a child or for a partner, right? Based on our disabilities. And it's things that we cannot change right now. We don't know what the future holds. Maybe some technology will show up and be like, all the blindness in the world is cured. You know, we don't know. So going back to then that of how we choose fathers for our babies, should we as women then not start to be more graceful in how we choose fathers for our kids? Because these people also are showing up to us with limitations and difficulties and challenges, but we are holding all of these things over their heads as to why we will not be there, give them kids. But we expect the grace from them in terms of, look, these are my limitations or whatever. So you need to understand that it's not because I don't want to, I can't, and therefore I'm worthy of being the mother of your child. You know, if there's one thing I'm grateful for, for being, for living with a disability, it has, is that it really has allowed for me to actually 
see people for people in yeah. terms of their their genuineness because we are not we are not what's the word we're not blinded by excuse the pun like um, you're not blinded by all these external things that are not making sense yeah you get what i mean yeah. things that that are man, you know these frivolous things man it One allows it allows you to what have I'm more doing, grace it, it allows you to have more grace because yeah. as you put it really if if i can see that a man is on the camera mm-hmm. he's hustling um he's selling whatever mm-hmm. he he transports people from guy to guy guy yeah or he's working part-time he's also studying he's also in in and that man cannot this is such a stupid example but this is what i can think of right now but he can't take me to a vacation to Devon right mm. is he really less of a man than a man who's able to do that whereas in terms of when he's doing all of this mainly he he's loyal mm-hmm. he's an effective communicator mm-hmm. he takes care of me the way i want to be taken care of mm-hmm. right he he leads me mm. right mm. um he provides for me way in terms of what i need to be provided for, for. because what you need to be provided for it's not going to look the same yeah right yeah um so in that is this man less of a man because he is not doing what is conventionally considered to be a man so add thing. add add that to this man now and also some form of disability to this guy would you have a child hmm. of this person if the disability is something that's ah. going to affect the quality of our lives babul no i won't because so, it's going to make life if it's going to be something like disability where it's going to make our lives more challenging than it is right now no i won't but but granted right he is on the come up he is pushing his grind he is doing whatever he needs to do and all of that he just obviously needs assistance let's say it's somebody with um um i think we are too used to blind people but say blindness let's speak to what we know blindness right yeah. somebody who's completely blind but they're able to do whatever they need to do to get by could you not have a child with this man I'd be open to it. Hmm. I'd be open to it. In all honesty, I'd be open. But obviously, uncomfortable conversations. It is, to be yeah. Had. Because I was gonna say, so this is because where we really because now we're gonna talk about our future kids. Um, how we're gonna navigate that? Um, how really just the day to day running? I'm seeing with the kids at home in terms of if we are both blind or whatever who my gamma how are we going to do that so that's why i'm going that's why i'm going back to again right why why is it that we need to be have ha, to have grace here right or, or men need to have grace towards us right as like look it's not that i don't want to do these things it's just that i really can't but i will do my best 
doesn't mean that I'm less of a mother, doesn't mean that I'm less of a woman and less capable of taking care of your children just because I'm visually impaired. But then with a guy who is the perfect guy in, in by the book's definition, right? The only thing is that he's super mm. blind. And the risk here is that our child will also be blind. Why can't it be a thing of like, you know what, as long as you're taking good care of me and you're making it work, um, and you're doing what you need to do to shop for me as a man, because they do, they are capable. I mean, we know so many of them, right, within our yeah. circle. Why is it so difficult for it to be an easy, oh yeah, cool. You know what, it, it doesn't matter what disability you come with, you and I can make this work. Why do we still need to now again start like it depends? That's that's the disparity that I'm trying to to point out with this because it's it, one of I think for me it's one of those inequalities that honestly we find ourselves in as men and women, right? Yeah. It's not fair that men are judged on so many things and we as women we can get away with those other things. Yeah. And we don't have grace. We don't have grace towards those things. Even no. me saying that I couldn't get with a guy that is not of the same social background as myself and all of that stuff, that, that's fucked up, right? It's not a fair thing to do to the guy who, like my dad, it's not like my dad was raised in a middle-class setting. No, he came from poverty, right? And he worked his way to where he is and he had me and my brother and he was able to provide the life that we have right now, right? My father-in-law, the same. It's not like he was raised in a middle-class setting. He came from nothing and worked his way up to middle-class and he had my husband and my sister-in-law and that's why they are also able to have the, the life that they have. But now, I don't have the same grace to the man that is similar to my father. Neither does my father. My father will look at this guy and be like, girl, no, I worked way too hard for you to bring me another person like me home. You need to do better than that, right? So it's one of those things where, so what I'm trying to get with this, it's like in, um, maybe we need to start looking at things from the perspective of as women first, before we say what do we want from a man, because I think we've been loud and clear with regards to what we want from men. We need to start having the conversation of who do we, or what should we now start? We, we need to now find out, my bad. Okay, let me say it again. As women, we need to start thinking about what men want from us and start working towards making sure that we're able to provide these needs or to meet these needs. It's not a one street thing. It's not fair that the one gender gets grace and the other doesn't get grace based on you're a man, you have to, or you're a woman, you have to. What do men want from women? And let us work towards being that. And Interested. yeah, say, say. Because I think also, that's also dangerous when you... It's also dangerous when what? Say again. It's a bit dangerous. That approach, yeah, right? Look at what men. When you look at, when you look at that approach, when you look at it from that approach, yeah, um, you need to. We as women need to look at what men want. I get where you're coming from. Yeah, I get it. But also, maybe it's 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 also a dangerous thing because your life will be based on 
in order for one to three to happen, I need to make sure that um, I am one to three, one to three for this person. And for me, I think that's dangerous. I think for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it boils down to yourself because I'm 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 very big on accountability. Yeah, it really boils down to yourself. Yeah, already. Um, I saw this from Matthew something. That guy, that dating the dating coach. Dude. I, I forgot. I, I also mm. forget his name all the time. Mm. And and he said something, Ari, this thing of making a list about I want a guy who's one, two, one, two, three, whatever. It's mm. good and well. But give not give, be the be that that you want the other person to be. Because then when you take it back, when you start making your list where you're like, I want an effective communicator. I want a man who's financially stable. I want a man who is one, two, three, one, two, three. All these things, I, 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 I can, I can bet on my grandmother's grief. If you do this for yourself and you give this to yourself, really the attraction to those type of men, more you guys are aligned. You guys are in the same mindset or the same bracket or the same um head space hmm. it's so much easier to attract that it is so much easier really and it's not even a battle for you to be on some one a six figure nigga there's nothing wrong with it's you not even that. it's, it's not even that it's not from that perspective i think it's more of the point where i think we have done as women right we have done a lot of I want, I want, I want to get in terms of receiving. But we're not talking about what we want to give. That That's where my gripe is. What are we giving? As a mother, if I'm saying to you that you are not worthy of having my child because of one, two, and three, and four, it means that I am superior in that as a mother, I am more capable in one, two, and three, and four. Therefore, my suitor needs to be more capable than you, right? What are you bringing? What am I saying that I am providing for you as a woman? Because again, we still need to bring something to the table. We all know what we want to receive, but what do we want to exchange this for? We don't think about that. And that's the conversation that I think needs to happen with regards to this choosing a father for your child. Because what type of a mother are you going to be? just hold on friend it's cutting 100% I think we are being load shed so I think that's why the network is being okay yeah it went like an hour 12 so I think that's why the network is just okay no but I hear Mm. you now Mm. But no, um, I was saying, I, I what you're saying, I get you, yeah, and and I do agree with you. It's 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 because also really don't forget it's easy for you to say I want I want I want yeah while you're not giving yes that's easy, it's easy. Even if you don't want, you demand. You demand. You expect. You get what I mean? It's so much easy because when. When you're giving, and at that time, in most cases, what you're demanding from people, it's something 
that you don't even have your own like mm-hmm. oh enough for yourself really mm-hmm. if you have, if i don't know whether you picked this up for a lot of who i'm demanding i want i want i want they mm-hmm. get it but mm-hmm. they can't maintain it mm-hmm. it, it doesn't work in mm-hmm. some relationships mm-hmm. some point he's gonna get tired of giving where now you're still gonna demand more because where you're not giving now you're also working from is zero you're not giving it's there's no repress this word is showing me flames and i'm gonna say it reciprocation that yes reciprocation yes that word yeah there isn't that one because you're always you're always asking Mm. but you're not in any most relationships that i've seen this happen where this guy is like filthy rich mm-hmm. and the girl and i'm not saying you're not deserving but this girl is coming from a place of i just want i want i want really like born it doesn't work at some point yes. it becomes or even both ways maybe where a guy is not even talking about money but this guy is maybe demanding even sex from a guy from a girl Twice and it's a just a demand thing but this girl is not getting anything emotionally it's not getting something um that's just for her that's nurturing her that's making you want to give more yes. type of thing yes yes yeah the woman ends up yeah. suffering in that type of setting the woman yeah. is like i can't this is not you get what i mean yeah. you need to pour into each other right you need to pour into each mm. other in a relationship and i think um just mm. even close off here is look i think a lot of the idea behind women choosing a father for their child has to do survival i still am a very very strong believer yeah. in in just mm-hmm. these biological yeah. wirings that we have right we are biologically wired in a specific way and so are men and i think you making the right choice as to who is going to be the father of your child is necessary for the survival of the entire human race not just you and your child for the whole race right because if you have a good man that's going to be the father of your child you know he's going to be able to take care of you and your kid and you're going to be able to take care of the home and we progress and so forth so i think there's a lot of biological wiring into that but if we trickle this down to like emotional desires and needs and economic stuff it gets a little bit tricky it gets a little bit more complex but i think the conversation now needs to start shifting towards maybe also hearing what is what are, what do men think when they choosing a mother for their child right do they decide that i'm going to impregnate her because she is the most suitable mother in 1 2 and 3 and 4 because i don't believe that this is unique to women it's just that it's one thing that we don't really yeah. like voice out like all the time but it is a thing um but i wonder also what the thought process is for men in choosing the best mother for their offspring because that also again plays into that survival role right but i want to encourage us women as always to think more critically about what we want to bring to the, like how can we also participate we are taking too much guys like and we are demanding so much like what do we want to give what do you want to give what are you willing to sacrifice to progress your relationship and so forth so that's kind of my two cents on that one do you have any closing thoughts friend 
Um, for me, it's, it's going to boil down to what I'm, I, I really stand for. And it doesn't matter whether we're talking about this or, I don't know, even if we're talking about fitness or something or money or anything. Accountability. Fit. Yep, that's my religion. Be whatever it is. Be, be, be what it is that you expect from the next person. Mm. So if you're expecting a responsible father for your kids, be that. Mm-hmm. Be responsible. Be a responsible mother. mother. If you're expecting um, a father that's an effective communicator, mm. be that. Mm. If you expect a father who's able to provide, be that, mm. right? Um, if you expect a father that's caring, that's loving, that's whatever, be that. Mm. Because it's really, really selfish, man, to be expecting things from people that you're not even able to do that for yourself. Let yeah. alone you in a relationship, just for yourself, for yeah. you. Me, just even how I relate to you as my friend or how I relate to my mom. If I'm not loving, I'm not an effective communicator. And I'm not saying all of these are easy, but that's Mm. where life comes in. Mm. That's where life comes because we, I mean, we, we are here because we've gone through whatever and our lives have just ended up to be where we are right Mm. now because of whatever. The effort, man, like it's so easy to just be demanding things from other kids and, where now yourself you're not that you're not giving that but you expect that from other kids our guys come on let's do better man do not be a hypocrite (laughs) yeah no no. so we're gonna leave it here for today i think i think got your juices flowing i hope it helps for your conversation of the girls on sunday it actually did i think i'm also gonna in terms of how i'm gonna yeah approach this right oh yes yeah well so this was our conversation today regarding fatherhood motherhood blindhood all the things i don't know i'm still gonna say i'm gonna title this thing (laughs) but i really liked it it was nice it also just opened my brain in terms of like in thinking a little bit more critical especially about the things i say because i do recognize sometimes i speak and i'm like "Mm, did i think about that and um (laughs) this conversation was one of those that got me and i like to think and in real time right as we are speaking i say my thought you lay down your thought and just debate and think in real time and i'm very happy that i'm able to have these conversations with my friends and i hope that you guys enjoy these types of shows and please remember to subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify we're on youtube and um, we're trying to push this year guys let's go 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 so don't forget to share and leave a comment and let us know what you thought about the topic and yeah for today that's it i love you guys and i shall see you bye 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 next week